0: Welcome, everybody, to Books with Cooks, a podcast for bookies and foodies. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. And we're two cousins. Who are also best friends. Who love to read. Yeah. And I love to cook. And I cook to survive. we will be reviewing, analyzing, sometimes overanalyzing, and discussing the books we're currently reading, as well as new and old recipes from our kitchen to yours by the way we're real people with real families so you may hear cats dogs birds babies and husbands so enjoy that bonus material now let's get booking and have a tasty chat
1: yes hi hi hi
0: (laughs) what are you snacking on uh i am snacking on some dark
1: chocolate sea salt caramels yummy
0: and i have some agua
1: how about you i have some dry roasted and salted macadamia nuts my favorite nuts and i have Uh, a nut for a nut a nut for a nut (laughs) (laughs) and i have a red Bull and some water yeah yeah Yeah, I love my my darky
0: chocolate sea salt caramels yeah super yum-yums they would probably
1: be really good with macadamias in them actually probably I love chocolate with macadamia nuts actually my dad shout out there you go there's your name we're we're talking about you (laughs) um but he has the syrup for the coffee the chocolate macadamia nut syrup it's so Good. Oh my God. I have yeah. to get it for myself.
0: I actually had that this morning in my coffee.
1: Did you? Oh, so mm-hmm. yummy.
0: Yeah. I have the chocolate one, you know, the little chocolate pod. And then I put a mm-hmm. little tiny drop of that in it and just gives it a little, yeah, slish. So yeah. yummy. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorites the chocolate macadamia flavor.
1: Yeah. Me too. I like that one and the chocolate Milano and the Amaretta. Those are like my top oh, three, yeah. I think.
0: I love the Amaretta too. Yeah. I actually have to buy another bottle of it running
1: low oh no Mm. yeah i know
0: very stressful (laughs) when you start running low on your favorite serps i know (laughs) (laughs) so what else is new at you
1: Mm, not much really you know same old same old getting ready for my vacation at the end of the month looking forward to that we just hammered out the details for who's gonna take care of our horde of animals. Nice and yeah, basically we're gonna take them all to my parents' house. So. <laughs> nice, just drop them all off. <laughs> yeah. See you later. The cats Hi. too. Yeah. See ya. I told my mom she could stay here instead if it would be easier, but she she said she'd rather just stay at home and us bring them there. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have six six animals just dropped on their doorstep at <laughs> <laughs> the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah how about you uh not
0: much of that um <laughs> well we started thinking about what we're gonna do we want to maybe take Jaxie to uh, a farm this week we mm. like to go during the week because it gets really crowded on the weekends and yeah. it's like a lot of traffic yeah to go because most of them are in jersey so yeah. we already uh, decided that at the end of this month we're taking him um actually on staten island to we're taking him to a children's festival and there's like a, a costume walk or something where all the oh kids my are God. gonna walk yeah so it's That's cute so it's cute. like in the daytime it's from like one to three or something so we would have that nice. planned uh where,
1: is he gonna dress up
0: what is yeah, he gonna wear you we don't know yet we keep okay. changing it Oh, okay um, i know he want he loves spidey and i know he wants to do yeah. that so i told doug i was like maybe we just won't dress with him this year because
1: when am i gonna be a web yeah.
0: <laughs> yes that'd be so funny <laughs> i don't want to be a web <laughs> unless me and doug are all entangled or something that'd be pretty funny yeah
1: you guys just stand behind him like this like yeah just webbed out <laughs> uh
0: i don't know yet um i told you I-, I loved the idea of making him pac-man and us the the pac-man
1: ghosts but that is was- such a cute idea it yeah. is cute
0: yeah uh, but for him to walk it has to be something super creative so I have to think about it because uh, I know they win like a little
1: prize that's true yeah
0: Aww. so we're doing that and then this week we probably want to take uh, a ride out to one of the farms uh, mm-hmm. I'd love you to meet us one day
1: maybe uh, yeah but... let me know when you go and which one yeah
0: I mean we usually take him to Alsteed which is all the way north but I don't think we're going to do that this year because mm-hmm. it's um, it's like it's far, you know. Yeah. And he loves the he loves the farm animals and stuff. It's cute,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: there's a lot of places in South Jersey or Central that I just haven't taken him yet that I would like to. Yeah. And what's that place that we love that we go to that has uh the train has like the little village? Allaire. Yeah, I was gonna look up and that's see a cute if they spot. Have- like a cute little festival going on because they, they definitely handle all these things and they have them.
1: They definitely will because they do things all year round. They have little events and stuff and usually for the holidays. Yeah. yeah that's we'll a cute spot.
0: It. Yeah. And there's a couple of other places too, you had mentioned. So later mm-hmm. me and you maybe we'll cash we'll it out and talk
1: yeah. about the
0: cute spots out there. Uh, yeah, there's one even good. in, I think Manalapan or something that's cute.
1: Probably. Yeah. And
0: I want to take him to Consola farm. There's a lot mm-hmm. of places. Yeah. So we have to, um, figure out a little schedule for this month
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> your event schedule <laughs> yeah exactly yeah
0: it's funny because things are piling up too so I've been like scheduling things I'm like we can't make any plans on these days because these yeah. days we're gonna take them out oh <laughs> <Aww. laughs> that's cute I-, I love this season and there's so much to do for them for the kids yeah So yeah uh, I can't believe uh little Juliet is going to be a year tomorrow
1: I know isn't that crazy
0: insane to me how fast that went so happy birthday julia yeah happy birthday
1: <laughs> by the time this comes out it'll be past your birthday you'll already be one that's crazy yeah, i know Aww. Okay. i can't believe it make these kids stop growing up so fast
0: You <laughs> know it makes me so sad <laughs> <I know. laughs> so we we just read this thriller right the silent patient yep so me and alex thought so it might be fun to kind of fuse together uh our you know judge a thing how we usually just make up things (laughs) (laughs) on the fly uh, and just make up a thriller why not we might make up a few thrillers some some some, uh, different scenarios we have Uh, so so far we just have a couple of names that we threw together some setting ideas we have no plot that's open for discussion right now and we have some (laughs) rando weapons (laughs) and I just want to go through these quick Uh, so we came up with some random names. So we have a Stacy, a Garfunkel, Enrique, Cha Cha, Mary Lou, and a scary hooded stranger man. <laughs> That's his name. Yeah. Uh, for the setting. Yeah, let's take it away. What do we have?
1: All right. We're in a small town in Idaho in the eighties on a potato farm.
0: That'd be on a potato farm. Yeah. And uh, our weapons include, of
1: course, a potato masher,
0: (laughs) Alex's potato gun. It's a real thing. Everyone knew this existed, a potato gun, and she showed it to me. It's ridiculous.
1: So ridiculous. You can make one with some pipes. There's a literal YouTube video that teaches you how to make a potato gun. (laughs) I
0: can't. What, you just load them up with potatoes and start pelting them out? Yeah. That's what you do with it. It's hilarious for this. (laughs) We also have a wrench, a frying pan in case you want to fry up those
1: bad boy potatoes
0: (laughs) and randomly a detached car door. (laughs) I just pictured it like, you know, at a farm or something, leaning against the farm door. I'm like, why not? could be a weapon. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's do three different scenarios. That sounds pretty feasible. Yeah. For For the first one, Alex,
1: start us off. Where are we? All right. What are we doing? so Stacy and Garfunkel have been married for about 35 years and their kids Enrique Enrique sorry Cha Cha and Mary Lou have been growing up working on this potato farm everything seems fine but then all of a sudden in this small little Idaho farm this strange scary hooded stranger man moves into town on the farm next door and all of a sudden some strange shit starts happening okay they don't know what it is about this stranger man but he brought some type of juju and Mm. Mary Lou in particular is like I need to figure out what's going on with this man so she enlists some help from Enrique and they go on a little hunt to find out what's going on with this scary hooded stranger man
0: okay any weapons in play
1: yeah so Enrique grabs the potato masher because he's like I'm gonna mash some some scary hooded stranger man if I need to and Mary Lou is gonna grab her frying pan garfunkel if it came down to it would use the detached corridor and stacy would be the one wielding the potato gun all right
0: (laughs) you know and you got to picture these people in straight up 80s gear
1: yes yes (laughs) the sneakers and everything neon colors big hair what's your thriller cold? the potato in the hood next door i don't know (laughs) potato in the hood (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh. by the way you love your creepy neighbor stories i really it's do i do it's 100% gonna
1: be about a creepy. it's story. always gonna be about a weirdo neighbor
0: <laughs> all right so i'm gonna go with sacha you know she's a, a a young girl in the 80s she lives grew up on a potato farm um her dad you know enrique her mom died when she was younger she has a dog named garfunkel and you know They're just growing up on this potato farm and nothing really crazy happens except every once in a while she grabs a potato gun and she starts taking the potatoes and shooting them around uh, with uh, her friend (laughs) Stacy. But other than that, (laughs) nothing really exciting happens here. Uh, Sometimes she, you know puts those potatoes in a frying pan and she fries them up. Sometimes she mashes them with a potato mancha, whatever. Uh, But one day, you know, she's just hanging out on the farm and all of a sudden in the cornfields, because there's cornfields, in the cornfields, she sees something moving around. She's like, what is this? I got to go investigate. So she grabs her detached car door that she sees lying around (laughs) and she hides behind it um, to go and check out what's hiding in the cornfields. And she sees a scary hooded stranger man. All right, so cha cha. She takes her detached car door, as I said. She goes into the cornfield and she sees a scary hooded stranger man, and he's just standing there among the corn, staring at her. But he has no face; he's just got a big hood on, and he has you know like the shape of a face, but it's just plain—no eyes, no nose, no mouth, nothing—just staring at her in the in the in the cornfields. So she runs for her life, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she calls the sheriff Mary Lou, and she's like, you know, Mary Lou is a family friend, it's a very small town, and she's like, you got to come, you got to come out here and see what's going on. Mary Lou rushes over, wee wee rushes over. There's no one in the in the in the field, and and obviously Cha Cha's like, I swear to God, I wouldn't make this up, right? So Garfunkel's barking, barking, barking <gasps> one night. Oh, oh. thank you, Friendly. Hey, thank you for the sound effects, Renly. <clears throat> and um, when you know they look out the window and there's nobody there cha-cha looks out her bedroom window and what does she say scary hooded stranger man and it turns out that the scary hooded stranger man without a face is one of the potatoes come back as a ghost
1: <laughs> it's seeking its revenge
0: and when its hood comes off it's a potato head
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like you mashed me you fried me i'm angry you shot me out of a gun And you did it to my whole family, too. And this this thriller is called Hot Potato. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't stand you. (laughs) Hilarious. Hot Potato. I'd watch that. Of course we would.
0: We would love it. I would definitely watch that movie. Me and Alex love to hate watch things, and we end up loving them.
1: (laughs) Like, happy death day. We love that movie. I love that movie. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, man. All right.
0: Now let's come up with a third one and let's do it together. Christina Laura and Alex Jess style. Okay.
1: All right. You start us off. Okay. You sure about that? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) You sure about that? You sure about that? All right. So, for years,
0: for years, Garfunkel has just been a, a sad man and he's lived by himself all along, all alone on the potato farm that he inherited from his parents. You know, sometimes he, he puts on a, a hooded outfit and he just goes and stands alone. <laughs> this is so depressing. <laughs> That's
1: so depressing. I think I'll what just happens? put on my hooded outfit and go stand alone in the corn. Yeah, no, scratch that
0: do that carf <laughs> would never do that anyway he, he's a sad man you know he's inherited this potato farm from his parents his parents passed away
1: and he notices that these new neighbors move. No, I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> anyway he is very sad and lonely there's not a lot going on he actually has no neighbors so we have a lack of neighbors now That's and funny. He's just alone on this potato farm. He doesn't even have, you know, any animals, like goats or anything to keep him company. So he decides one day he's going to just start going online, doing some research on things. He recalls back, you know, when he was a kid, there was a missing girl named Cha-Cha. And he recalls that she was never found.
0: Yeah. So he starts doing some research. Yeah. Along a highway. And all that was next to her body was a detached car door and a frying pan. um, And nobody could make sense out of it. (laughs) But he becomes obsessed, you know, through his loneliness of finding out what happened to this poor girl. Because a long time ago, back in the 70s, uh, when he was young, uh, his parents were in a really bad car crash. Um, A scary hooded stranger man jumped in front of the car uh, and they thought they hit him. And then the parents died, but the scary hooded strange man never was found.
1: Mm -hmm. So Garfunkel's starting to put two and two together. He's like, Mm -hmm. all right, there was the scary hooded stranger man. There's this missing girl. There has to be something to this. So he calls up his ex-girlfriend, Mary Lou. And he's like, listen, Mary Lou, we got a situation on our hands. And she's like, oh, Garfunkel, is this another one of your crazy spells? And he's like, No, Mary Lou's serious, okay? And she starts to work with him begrudgingly because she's like, I think he's crazy. He's just been driven to madness, living all alone in the middle of the woods with the potatoes. Not to mention
0: that, you know, she was like, what about that time you almost poisoned me with your potatoes? Uh, (laughs) He's like, I didn't poison you. You stole my potato masher. (laughs) You know, she just like ran off with his
1: potato masher and... You know they, they have some issues from the past obviously yeah they broke up for a reason
0: yeah they gotta work on some things yeah uh, but this is a very small town you know every time he goes to the grocery store and stuff he runs into her he's always bumping into mary lou you know yeah everywhere he goes um, mary lou mary lou this and mary lou that you know she works at the grocery store like can't even avoid her she's the cashier mm-hmm. you know she's everywhere yeah uh, like potatoes
1: kind of so one day when he is talking to mary lou in the parking lot <laughs> the grocery store where she works they both turn and they see a scary hooded stranger man and mary lou is like do you see that what the hell who is that this that looks very out of place mm-hmm. and garfunkel is like how could he know i think this is the this might be there might be a connection here but how could he know what we know yeah. we've mm-hmm. just been low-key doing some research on our potato farm what's going on here so then they enlist the help of stacy who's yeah. the local cop yes. sheriff
0: Stacey comes in and, you know, she brings with her her partner, Enrique. And Enrique just walks in the house with a detached car door. And they're like, well, how is this going to help us? And he's like, can I borrow a wrench? <laughs> he's like, of course I have a wrench for you. Let me let me get that. So while he's trying to put his car door back on with the wrench, as he's telling his story, Enrique, is it Garfunkel? It's Garfunkel, sorry. yeah. <laughs> uh, Enrique is putting on the car door uh Garfunkel looks beyond him and sees the hooded stranger man oh no yeah he's just standing there and all of a sudden before you could even you know blink your eyes he kills Enrique oh shit uh no one saw this coming no blood all over the detached car door (laughs) uh flying everywhere like ketchup on a potato (laughs) (laughs) oh my
1: god (laughs) all right so
0: Stacy, don't forget about Stacy coming running out
1: of the house. Yeah. Stacy's enraged because this scary hooded stranger man just killed her beloved, her beloved Enrique. I
0: didn't know that they were lovers. I knew that they were partners.
1: Oh, I thought that they were
0: No, it turns out that's one of the oh, twists.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they were her, lovers They're... also. Partners in work and in life. In crime and all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, She is enraged and she goes after this scary hooded stranger man with the potato gun. She's like, That's it. I don't need my real sheriff's gun. I need the potato gun for this. And she hits him. She just starts wailing at him. Shit. And it does, it makes him fall down. And now Garfunkel runs over. He's like, Oh my God, Stacy. And runs over to the scary hooded stranger man. You
0: killed my parents. You killed my parents. (laughs) You know, he's enraged now. Yes. Lo and behold, uh, it's all just a suit, and they unplug it, and it happens to be Mary Lou this whole time. How did that work?
1: (laughs) Mary Lou. God damn it, Mary Lou. You know, she did sound (laughs) sketchy from the start.
0: She was trying to avoid him. You know, she's always at the supermarket watching. (laughs) That's true. uh, And that's how she was able to get all her supplies, you know, because she works there. Yeah. So she just unzips. I mean, you never did see the scary stranger hooded man's face. How do you know it's a man, right? That's true. It was Mary Lou this whole time. And she was trying to get her revenge on Garfunkel for the poisoned potatoes.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: Poisoned taters. Yeah.
1: Did she also kill Garfunkel's parents? She did. She oh. tried to get him back for she... the poisoned potatoes. She's a real bitch. She's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, she Mary is. Lou.
0: But you know, all those potatoes that kept getting knocked at her from the potato gun really took it took her out. Uh and then she ended up in a straitjacket, and all well, she could talk about is <laughs> Yes, not only is she pelted, but she was also poisoned. So that's double P, uh-huh. no, Triple P, actually. Triple P. And that's the name of this movie. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. triple, P. <laughs> triple P. Triple P Triple <laughs> P potato. Wait. Poison pelted potato.
1: <laughs> Poison pelted potatoes, PPP. Don't forget your PPP. Poison pelted potatoes. Come <laughs> oh, into a theater near you. This October. <laughs> I would watch all of these, all of these thrillers. Of
0: course we would. But who knew it was Mary Lou? That was the real, Yeah, that that was a big
1: shock. That was a huge shock. (laughs) I I would never have seen that coming.
0: All right. So that was fun. (laughs) That was fun. (laughs) All right, let's get into our word of the day. All
1: right, let's do it.
2: We had a good (laughs) conversation.
0: Okay, it's time for the word of the day. Remember that we encourage our listeners to use these words in your daily conversations and with us on our socials. Each word of the day will come from the Word of Day Vocabulary Workbook by Francine Puckley or Franny the Pucks. Follow the link in bio to get a copy for yourself. Without further ado, today's word of the day
1: is... Indomitable. Spelled I-N-D-O-M-I-T-A-N. B-L-E, pronounced in-dom-it-a-ble. its an adjective that is defined as courageous, bold, and brave. For example, I made indomitable effort to complete the project by the deadline, but in the end, I had to get an extension from my boss. <laughs> Jess, can you come up with some examples to help us remember Indomitable? <laughs> oh my god uh sure um okay anyone
0: who decides they want to quit smoking after smoking for a very long time is an abom- is an
1: indomitable person nice alicia in the silent patient makes an indomitable effort to tell people what the f is going on and nobody believes her mm-hmm. yes i think theo Is very
0: indomitable trying to work at this hospital with alicia who basically he put her there in the first place
1: (laughs) i don't know if that makes him indomitable or just a jackass it makes him pretty bold (laughs) all right um let's see if i can come up with one more my september tbr was an indomitable delusion that i had for myself (laughs) okay oh man all right let's give you
0: some trivia about indomitable in the 1600s the word indomitable meant wild or untamable. gradually these words came to be seen as virtues and today to be seen as indomitable is the equivalent of courageous
1: nice all right so let's head over to our speech series So, as you know, we like to enhance your speech as well as our own and we're going to take these words and phrases from the well spoken Thesaurus by Tom healer or Tommy the heels (laughs) so. (laughs) Our phrase for today is get ready, so instead of saying get ready, you could say ready yourself so, for example, don't say get ready for that asteroid that's heading for earth, you could say. (laughs) You could say. Ready yourself for that asteroid that's heading to Earth. Yeah, make sure you worry about your speech when the asteroid is coming to hit us. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to go out sounding like a dum-dum.
0: All right. <laughs> hey, before that rock hits us in the face, ready yourself.
1: Johnson <laughs> said get ready. Yeah, well, he's an asshole. <laughs> I can't. Oh.
0: All right. So now it's time for the question of the day. You ready, Alex?
1: I am ready.
0: For those just tuning in, we pick a topic and then we shout out as many things related to that topic as we can come up with, as much as we can muster in two minutes time. So there is two minutes on the clock and we will be today discussing cartoon characters. Cartoon muffin. <laughs> All right. Ready, Alex? Two minutes on the clock. I'm ready. Here we go. In three, two, one, cartoon characters go. Mickey Mouse. SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Mini Patrick.
1: Sandy. Goofy. Plankton. Mr. Krabs. <laughs> uh Homer Simpson. Uh, uh, Raya. Siri, Griffin. Uh, Siri Raya.
0: Sisu. Uh, Lisa Simpson. Everyone from Encanto.
1: Bart Simpson. Marge Simpson. Maggie Simpson. Um, uh, Moana. Mr. Flanders. Uh Lois Griffin. Chris Mr. Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Flanders uh Meg Griffin Meg I couldn't think of her name <laughs> what's the dogs name? Um, I can't remember his name either um, Brian and Stewie oh Brian oh and I forgot about Stewie and Snoopy Joe next door and Charlie and Brown. yes oh um, uh
0: everyone Daffy from Duck. Futurama why can't I oh. think of any other names I love that show
1: George Jetson Rosie yes yes
0: <laughs> I'm Jane Elroy uh, His boy, Elroy. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Uh, Scooby-Doo. Did we say the Scooby-Doo's? Scooby-Doo, Scrappy-Doo, Thelma. Fred. uh, Fred. Fred Flintstone. And uh, Barney Rubble. Uh, Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Bam. Gam Gam. Wilma. Um, Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, Popeye. Olive
1: Oil. I couldn't think of Olive Oil. That was the one I was trying to think of. Oh, Angelica, Tommy Pickles. Oh, yes, and Lil, Chucky, <laughs> <Dunk>. <laughs> Doug, Skeeter, uh, Patty Mayonnaise, Patty um, Mayonnaise. Hey, Arnold! <laughs> Arnold? Something? <laughs> oh, uh,
0: Dexter's Laboratory. Yes, The Fairly Odd Parents.
1: Um, the Oh uh, Powerpuff Girls, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Times oh, so. up. Okay. <laughs> wow i did way better with that than i thought i was going to at the start of this i was like i don't know if i've ever seen a cartoon in my life
0: <laughs> i did way worse than i thought i was going to at first i was stuck really? on disney like when you get stuck into like a scene like a, into a category you're fixated on yeah. that you can't think of anything else
1: yeah i thought you and did I, good though you came up with a ton of stuff what Johnny bravo who's the man Johnny Bravo. I thought it of the last minute a <laughs> second
0: all right, well, that was fun. You got your cartoon characters. If anybody's seen those Saturday morning specials as a kid, you know what we're talking about there. Johnny yeah. Bravo and such. <laughs> and after a while there, I was just like, people from Encanto. Fairly odd <laughs> parents. Not even like the, the the specific people. But I love how you write, <laughs> write in for uh, Spongebob. Well done.
1: It was the first thing that I thought of when I thought of a cartoon. Because I've been, I'm telling you, I've been stuck on, on Plank Talk. Plank yeah. Talk. Yeah. Sad.
0: <laughs> so Sad oh that's hilarious <laughs> all right well on a somber note let's go to the questions for this book <laughs>
1: yeah. <A> Somber note.
0: <laughs> all right so you we have three questions today you can choose to be a silent patient if you decide you don't want to answer a question oh okay <laughs> all right all you have to do is go i refuse i want to be silent and that's it you don't have to say it that dramatic you don't even have to say that You just be silent and I'll get it. All right, Alex, hit us with the first question. Okay.
1: If you could evaluate and be a doctor in a psychiatric ward, would you? And which patients would you prefer to evaluate and why? We are definitely going to have different answers on this. I
0: 100% would not do this. This is not for me. I wouldn't be able to handle that. I'd rather do something like, you know, maybe be a doctor for an old age home or something where the people are cute and I could play games with them. Um, In a psych ward, they would they would scare me. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do that. Uh, but if I did, I guess, um, I'd want to evaluate people maybe with um, not criminals. <laughs> you know? I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I would be fearful with criminals. But I feel like if it's a psych ward um, and I had to pick patients, it would be somebody who, you know, maybe has lost their way and just needs some help getting back. Or somebody who's maybe done self harm and they need some some love, um,
1: something like that, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, psych wards. That mostly is what you're gonna get. So this is like this is my field of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. I work with people. All of the people that I've worked with have come from a psychiatric ward at some point. Sometimes they go there. You know, at the same time that we're working with them. And you know mental health isn't really something to be scared of it's it's an illness just like any type of physical illness, so I would definitely work on a psych unit, I would work with criminals Uh, That's what my school background is in. I did want to intern actually at the forensic hospital in New Jersey I wasn't able to because of my work schedule. So I, this is something I would definitely do, and if you're fearful of people with mental health struggles Mm -mm. don't be you know it's. I'm not fearful of them
0: I would be fearful maybe in a criminal capacity if they killed people or like in this case you know people were like uh, trying to uh, strangle people and do all these things in this book so I just feel like that wouldn't be for me but I applaud and I appreciate you know anyone who's done it especially you you have a lot of patience I respect
1: that so yeah all right um thank you
0: (laughs) 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 oh shit got real (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um have you ever been scared of like a specific person like a couple of times criminal Criminal?
1: no not because they had a criminal background but because I was in a situation that maybe I shouldn't have been in you know I meet with people one-on-one in the community usually so you know if they're not doing well then you know, I'm by myself. So when I was younger, and I was in the field more, you know, there were a couple of instances where I felt uncomfortable. I wouldn't say I was really fearful. I just felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, But you know, you're trained, you're trained for that. For a reason, I'd much rather honestly deal with that than like working in a place where I would have to like maybe clean up after somebody if they had like an accident. So sure. that's it's not really something that I'm too fearful of to begin with is like people being angry or or anything like that so as I got older and like just you know you work longer in the field you just are better equipped to handle situations like that so I never really felt too scared once I was really like doing it for a while
0: I don't want to get too deep because then we'll get mushy all right
1: um but I applaud you for that yeah thank you let's move on okay (laughs) all right if you uncovered that you had a cheating spouse how would you go about that information and would you confront them right away or build an investigation or evidence first all right well
0: i definitely wouldn't tie his ass to a chair (laughs) i think that's extreme
1: (laughs) watch out doug uh
0: and i definitely wouldn't do what alicia did uh but again would alicia have even have done that if she wasn't provided the tools of that scenario. Hmm. Well, well, we'll go into that another day. But uh, for for me, uh, I would, I'd want to confront them right away. I've dealt with this in the past, uh, and I would, I know how I did go about it, but I was much younger, uh, and I would definitely go about it much differently now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, instead of confronting them right away and give them a chance to bs you into believing that you're crazy and they're not um i would definitely build some evidence i would build a case uh i would do some crazy stuff maybe not like stalk them or anything like that but <laughs> you know i would definitely do my do my homework and get some information before i confront them to say i know you can't lie this yeah. is the info right here what do you have to say about it yeah You know, I would I would definitely have evidence on my side instead of just coming at them with emotions, Mm -hmm. um, and then being you know easily gaslit or something because you love the person. It's very Mm -hmm. hard in a scenario like that. Yeah, definitely wouldn't tie him to the chair and shoot him. (laughs)
1: Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I would hope not. Jesus. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would do the same thing. I would want proof before I confronted them because without it, they can just deny it. And as you know, strong as your instincts may be, you you can't, you don't know for sure. So I would need to go in with proof, and then I would definitely confront them. I would want to confront them right away, though. I would have to forcibly stop myself from confronting them.
0: I know, easier said than done. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had some hunches, some suspicions. And I don't know what made me, but I went into this person's car while they were sleeping and found an entire cell phone I didn't know existed.
1: Oh, shit.
0: And I turned it off and it was filled with shit.
1: Oh, my God. Uh,
0: So I threw it at the person. So Hmm. I did have my evidence.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs)
0: And that that was that.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's like uh what what movie or book does that remind oh it reminds me of breaking bad Mm. when he has the second phone and he keeps denying it and everybody's like you're crazy skylar and then Mm -hmm. he and then he does have the other phone and then she like really goes at him for it
0: yeah yeah he gave me that he was like it's for work Mm, yeah yeah Mm, sure it was for work if it was for work then why is it hiding in your car Well, yeah yeah you know but before that That was like the the breaking point before that, though. Every time I had suspicions and I asked, I was, you know, how could you even think that? Mm. So, you know. Narcissist. Yeah, asshole. All right.
1: (laughs) I hate you. I know who you are. We know who you are. All right. (laughs) Oh my yeah, God. I, w- I won't even
0: say the, the ultimate scenario as to how I broke it off because it was awesome, but I don't want to say it because if this person ever heard, they would grow. Yeah. We're not going to go there. Yeah. But just know it was good. It was good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, moving on again. Yeah. What thriller movie? <laughs> it's getting intense. Uh, what thriller movie or book had the most gotcha
1: ending for you, Alex? Um, so I think it would be. I think it was the it might have been the slow burn of silence by laureth Ann white and i was surprised by the turn that it took if this isn't the book i'll tell you the synopsis and just explain why i was surprised by it it's about uh (laughs) it's about a woman who returns to her hometown after being away for many years um there was some type of situation in her family where i think her Brother, somebody was accused of killing people. Anyway, she's a cop now and she's doing an investigation, and there's somebody else in town that they suspect or they think was involved, something along those lines. And she does her investigation. They uncover who it was. I was a little surprised by who it was. But then again, I don't want to give anything away, but something happens to the protagonist that I just was not expecting. I never in a million years would have guessed that this would be the outcome. So it really it took me by surprise I wish I could remember the name of it I'm sorry
0: Were you for a Fruit Loop
1: yes it did <laughs> I was like wait what because it wasn't even at the very end of the book either and and then I, there was like a whole switch and I was just like wait what it, it was it took me by surprise so
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a movie because okay you picked a book but nothing has ever shook me like this movie did and okay. since or before and i'm usually really good I'm the type of annoying asshole that's like sitting there and it's like this is happening this is what's gonna happen and i usually get it right okay. uh but the sixth sense got me I, I, the first oh. time you ever see that if you don't hear like if somebody tells you then obviously you know you know but yeah. that movie when i first seen it i didn't know he was dead no and <laughs> did. <laughs> and then you have to watch it a second time because you have to see all the, the hints, and there's so many hints, and you're just like, How did I miss this? And <sighs> it's so crazy. That movie threw me serious fruit loops. So it fruit looped me. Uh that that movie, yeah.
1: I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah. I think it, the Who the whole, it took the whole world by surprise.
0: It did. And <laughs> in the beginning, he's literally shot. I mean, you see the guy die. Okay. <laughs> right you go back and watch it and you're like what the fuck yeah i don't know and that, ever since that was the biggest gotcha for me ever i was like he's dead <laughs> he's one of the things one of the ghosts get out of here <laughs> um and it's crazy because remember when the little boy was like they don't someone don't even know they're dead
1: yeah yeah so good such a good movie
0: i mean it doesn't have the same effect when you watch it afterwards you know what i mean that second time is like, you're looking for clues, but afterwards it's like, you know, so it doesn't have that same effect on you. Same impact.
1: Yeah. Uh, but
0: I remember thinking that movie was so amazing when I was younger. And then um, me and my mother took grandma, Anna to see it. Oh, and she must have heard or something either that or she's just really that good because she liked agatha christie what? and stuff like that yeah
1: and stephen king she, re- oh, yeah. she read she read his did. like entire collection of books i have a bunch of books.
0: i remember her uh being in the theater and calling it early and being like oh he's dead I like, <laughs> god how does she know I was so <laughs> upset i was little and i remember being so upset i was like no way <laughs> she goes
1: <knows. laughs> she knows honestly she, knows. she was probably like you guys are all idiots because how did you not know honestly his what did you ever see that stand-up special oh who was it now I can't remember but he's talking about how in I think it was Nate Bargatze. he's like you know women they'll give you the silent treatment he's like and let me give you an example he's like you watch The Sixth Sense and Nobody knows he's alive. This is the biggest surprise of our lifetime. Nobody knew it it was happening. He's like, we all really believed that his wife just didn't talk to him for a year. That was more realistic to us than him being dead. That's what I'm saying. Was was like, so many signs. I was like, it's such a good point. She never spoke to him, and I always thought it was weird. But I wasn't like, oh, it's because he's dead.
0: <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That movie really got us. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not a book. I wish it was. That would
1: have been. No, great that book. would be good. Yeah
0: but yeah and then um everybody was like "Oh, hey, shalaman right because he that was like his debut and it was great yeah and then every movie after that meh
1: got worse and worse i know ah oh, the movie the, the village was good the
0: village yeah i didn't
1: hate the village the village was all right. I, in the village i couldn't stand the happening
0: That that was terrible that was the worst movie ever with the nature thing yeah with with mark warburg that was so
1: terrible i
0: hated it i didn't even i I didn't even finish that movie it was terrible and the
1: the lady in the water or the girl in the water i didn't like that one either i never
0: understood that movie
1: i think it makes sense yeah i don't know i don't think there was a much to understand i think it was like trying too hard you know yeah she leaves the water and then
0: something tries to attack her like a wolf creature it makes no sense (laughs) i don't know (laughs) well whatever um Maybe one with signs, yeah.
1: Signs wasn't terrible, and that's because of the acting. Signs was good, it was a cute story. All right, all right. So, as everyone knows, we recently read The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides We picked our favorite good and bad reviews in case anyone is on the fence about reading it. The Silent Patient currently has an overall rating of 4.18 out of 5 on Goodreads and a 4.4 on Amazon, with the publication date of 2519. All right, let's do our bad reviews first. Jess, you want to give us your your bad review? Absolutely. Uh, this only is a
0: two worded review. It's one star, and it is simply fart noise.
1: <laughs> it's such a bizarre thing to write. Uh, sometimes these reviews baffle me. <laughs> I know. Like really, this person—what did they finish
0: the book and they were like, like? making (laughs) fart noises and they were like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna transcribe this into my review
1: (laughs) i'll just go and put this on goodreads or amazon
0: (laughs) also this book does not deserve that i know deserve it i know
1: all right so i have two one stars one is really quick it just says not silent enough okay thank you (laughs) right there are words um (laughs) it is a book yeah <laughs> what was it gonna be like 300 pages of silence it's just silence <laughs> just blank pages it's just a and journal then she
0: went <laughs> and then she went silent and then the rest of the books are just blank
1: every <laughs> page oh my god uh, so the other one was also a one star said read anything else on your tbr first anything Better yet, delete the silent patient from your TBR. If you do, you'll never know what it feels like to become aware that you could have spent that four to five hours reading a great book, or at least a better book. Definitely a book that doesn't do a major disservice to anyone who practices in the mental health field or who lives with a mental health impairment, and maybe even a book that doesn't present misogyny on every page. Wow. Yeah. So there we go. And There's our bad reviews.
0: Yeah, that was harsh and savage.
1: Yeah. I don't disagree with her on certain things but it was definitely very intense Take, delete it off your TV office <laughs> very intense I
0: think, I think this is a book you should read but okay well.
1: alright let's get into our our five stars or our good reviews
0: alright and now to the good part <laughs> alright so I have a five star review it's basically addressing Alex Michaelides <laughs> Dear Alex Michaelides, brav the fuck oh dude. Clap emojis. Her silence was like a mirror, reflecting yourself back at you, and it was often an ugly sight. And that, my friends, sums up this book perfectly. This book was the definition of a page-turner. From the very first page, I was seduced by the magnetic writing style of Alex Michaelides. The author never once tries to lead you astray with erroneous clues in an attempt to distract you from an obvious conclusion. I never once felt like I had a grasp on how this story was going to play out which kept me wrapped until the last page
1: okay nice I like the way that person wrote that so yeah This is a good review yeah all right so I also have a five star this person said wow this is a great book this is a psychological thriller and it is one of my favorites I really did not see the book ending like it did I cannot say much about this book without giving away too much of the book, but I felt it was a great book with some of the best twists I have ever read. If you think you did not see the ending coming, you will like it, but if you guess the ending, you may not like it as much. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just found this review really funny. You might hate it, but you might love it, and if you love it, you might not like it. (laughs) All right. So much information and none of no information. I want to say a bunch about this book, but I can't say too much about this book. But it's a book. <laughs> it's a book with pages and words. Yes.
0: Seems to be the theme here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you've heard what other people have to say. Now here's our back flap submissions. <laughs> Alex, you want to start us off? Oh, sure.
1: Read this book in silence to become the silent reader. Jess and Alex. Ooh. This book left us speechless. Kind of like Alicia,
0: Jess and Alex. <laughs> <laughs> this novel is all about trust. So trust us and read it. Jess
1: and Alex. A quick read, like a quick jab of morphine to put your brain in a reading coma of thrilling page after page. Jess and Alex. Um. <laughs> Do you like silence
0: and med? Read the silent patients, (laughs) Jess and Alex.
1: All right, there you have it. All right, let's transition into our cooking portion of the episode with some cooking tips. For today, we're going to discuss, don't just be a plain old nut, let's get nuts tips and tricks. (laughs) So what kind of tips and tricks do you have for us using nuts, Jess? Oh, man. All right, so since we're getting nuts, usually I eat
0: nuts plain with like lightly salted. I like roasted. Um, but sometimes every once in a while, I have a little sweet tooth and I want to add some stuff to it. So I really love like a, a glazed nut. Sometimes you can call them candied nut. Um, they're really hard to find in my supermarket, but I have okay. gotten um, candied walnuts before and they were so amazing. And then I couldn't find them again. So I found a recipe. It's pretty easy just to do it yourself. Uh, And you could use any nut. You don't have to use walnuts. Um, I've done this with walnuts. I've done it with almonds. Uh, I've done it with pistachios. You could do pecans, whatever you want. Oh, and it's delicious with cashews too. So all you have to do is basically make like a caramel and just caramelize them yourself. You take about a cup of whatever nut you choose. If you want to do walnut halves, just make sure that it's like pieces of them. Um, And then on the stove, you just put uh, a quarter of a cup of your sugar of choice. I've used brown sugar. I've used regular sugar. I've used um, sugar substitutes like coconut sugar and uh, about one to two tablespoons of butter. You could do unsalted. I like the little extra added uh, addition of salt. If you do unsalted, you might want to just pop in a little um, pinch of salt. And then all you do is just throw the nuts in after that melts. And mix it up together. It's so delicious. After it cools off, you have a little like tasty treat for a while. Um, and it's pretty good. You just do that over medium heat and not even long for maybe like five minutes or so, 10 minutes the most. Uh, you don't want them to burn too much. You just want them to lightly brown. It's really good. And um, you could put these um, on brownies. You could put them in brownies. You could put them in cookies. You could put them on top of ice cream. Literally go nuts. They're yummy.
1: Yeah, it sounds so good. I love uh, candied nuts. Same. Yeah. All right, so for my tip and trick, basically, if you enjoy roasted nuts, but you don't like buying them at the grocery store because they can be kind of expensive, it's actually a little bit cheaper to buy raw nuts and then you can just roast them yourself. It's super easy and it's just more cost effective. So all you need is to get your favorite nut and put it on, a put them, spread them out on a cookie sheet in a single layer. Put them in the oven on low heat like maybe around 300 degrees, and then just keep an eye on them. Most of them will take between 20 and 30 minutes depending on the size and the hardness of the nut so harder nuts will take a little bit longer maybe closer to 30 minutes softer smaller nuts will take less time maybe 15 to 20 minutes so just keep an eye on them when they look done you could also add salt or any other type of seasoning do everything but the bagel or you can mix it up i like to do of course some cayenne so (laughs) um you know get fun with it and it's just a fun way to get your your nuts however you like them without having to pay a lot for them at the store so there you go if you have a nutty tip that you'd like to incorporate into your meals or your snacks, let us know. Send us an email or reach out to us on our socials. If we test out your suggestion, we'll credit you and discuss the
0: outcome in the future. All right. So as you may recall, on Tuesday, we introduced the ingredient of the week, which was walnuts, inspired by Indira's walnut cake that she bakes for Theo to help with difficult patients and staff. So we were each supposed to make something using that ingredient. So let's see what we did. Alex, what'd you make?
1: okay so i didn't make anything but i do have a recipe from my mom it's actually a similar recipe uh i couldn't get in touch with her in time to get the actual recipe but usually around thanksgiving sometimes at christmas she'll make these pumpkin raviolis which despite not liking pumpkin these are actually pretty good so i have tried them they weren't too bad but she makes them with this walnut sauce and I'm going to give you a similar recipe hers is a little different it does include some breadcrumbs and overall it's just really tasty and it pairs really well with the raviolis but this one contains two tablespoons of olive oil two tablespoons of butter one clove of garlic one cup of walnuts and you're gonna roughly chop those a juice from one lemon sea salt and pepper to taste and then half a cup of parsley for a little bit of extra garnish once it's done so essentially you will heat the oil and the butter on, in a skillet over medium heat you'll add the garlic the walnuts and then stir until they're lightly toasted It should take about five minutes. Um, and then you'll stir in the lemon juice, the salt, the pepper and the parsley drizzle in enough of the uh, you're going to want to put in some of the water from the raviolis that you cook them in. And then you add them to the raviolis and you toss it and serve, and you can sprinkle with some parmesan cheese as well. Like I said, this is slightly different than the one she makes, but it also sounds really good. Hers, she includes uh, some breadcrumbs. So if you want a little bit of crunch and it's a little bit thicker, definitely recommend it. It's really tasty.
0: That sounds delicious. Yeah. I want to make that. And when she sends you the recipe, though, send it to me. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if um, everybody's gone to Applebee's, but back in the day, going to Applebee's meant getting an a maple butter blondie. I don't know if anybody knows the deliciousness of the Maple Butter Blondie at Applebee's, but it's really good. (laughs) Um, So years and years ago, I thought about this Blondie. and I was like, I want to make it at home. I looked it up online and to my surprise, I actually found the copycat of the Applebee's one. So I saved it and I'm going to share it with you guys. I'm not sure what the website was, but I'm sure if you go and you search it in Google, it'll say if you just put copycat Applebee's. Uh, maple butter blondie or if you just put maple butter blondie recipe it should come up Um, but I have mine handwritten so I took a picture to tell you guys so basically uh, all you need is an eight by eight inch pan or nine by nine inch what do you have whatever you have usually for your brownie pan Um, you're going to take for the blondie itself it's super easy it takes no more than like five minutes to make this Uh, you're going to do about a stick of butter um, a cup of brown sugar you can even do a half a cup and it works just the same. A large egg. Um, I would say maybe like two tablespoons, uh, two teaspoons of vanilla extract. Some people say one, but really, who are these people? Um, add two. <laughs> uh, an eighth of a teaspoon of salt, unless you used um, uh, salted butter and you don't want to use that. That's up to you. But I like the salty and sweet. A cup of flour and one and a half cups of butterscotch chips. You can use white chocolate chips. You can use dark chocolate chips. I've used all three and they all work just as well. You can even leave them out entirely if that's too much for you. All right, so then you put them in the pan. Uh, Obviously, you mix that batter up and you put them in the oven uh, at 350 uh, for about 25 minutes. Make sure you spread it evenly in the pan. While that's in the oven, you can make the maple butter sauce. Come on now, that's the best part. And you make that over medium heat in a small um, saucepan. And that consists of a third of a cup of butter, um, a cup or a half a cup of sugar. You could use substitutes, too. Uh, eight ounces of cream cheese softened. And then a quarter cup of real maple syrup, two tablespoons of brown sugar. And you could even throw in uh, chopped pecans in there. Or you can make candied chopped pecans and throw them in there if you want to be crazy. Uh, when that melts, melts up, and gets really nice and hot um later on as soon as the um blondies come out of the oven you're gonna cut them into squares you're gonna drizzle that bad boy on top or you can even put like a a scoop of vanilla ice cream and then drizzle that on top of the ice cream and make it exactly like they do in applebee's and it's pretty delicious you could sprinkle some extra um pecans on top and you've got yourself a delicious little snack yeah i love blondies i know i don't make them that often because it's a lot of butter (laughs) well it's intense it's a little rich
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) But everyone's a once special in a occasion. While, yeah, it's a special yeah, occasion like, kind of dessert. You
0: know, like like on my birthday or something, and I'm like, yeah. oh I want that. Or you go into somebody's house and you need a, a good excuse to make them. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but if you have a yummy uh recipe using walnuts, send us your recipe, email us, reach out to us on our socials. If we test out your suggestion, of course we'll credit you and we'll discuss the outcome in the future. All right. So now it's time to judge that thing. let's start by judging a book by its cover the thing that we've been told our whole lives not to do let's do it um we're gonna pick a book that each person hasn't read each person has to guess what that book is about based solely you guessed it on the cover
1: alex what do you got for me so i have the bear and the nightingale and the cover is a snowy nighttime scene in the winter there's a log cabin that's lit up, and there's a woman dressed in white walking towards it. And then behind it there's a bunch of large trees. It looks like it they're in the middle of the woods. The
0: bear and the nightingale. I love the name of it. Yeah. Alright. Is there a person standing there in the front?
1: Yeah, it's a woman walking into like towards the cabin.
0: Oh, she's got like a long Train, it, it looks she like. has
1: a long white dress that's like blowing in the wind, and it's long hair that looks like it's also blowing in the wind.
0: It looks like snow on the ground, right?
1: Yeah, the bear and, and, and the night fog, and it's also snowing as well. In the you can't really see it in the photo, but it's in the background, there's also
0: snow falling. So I'm torn here because I feel like this is either fiction or fantasy. It would be an interesting fantasy name, the Bear and the Nightingale. But because of her train, she looks like a witch. She's probably not a witch, but I'm going to go with that anyway because it sounds fun. So <laughs> I'm going to say it's a fiction, but it's a fantasy, obviously. Um, And it's about this witch that lives in this snowy terrain, this crazy, like, mountain region. And uh there's this man this old man that nobody ever bothered but he used to have all these crazy stories about his travels and he lives in this this log cabin and in the log cabin he keeps to himself he minds his own business um but he does have a bear and a nightingale that live next live in the (laughs) woods by his house um the bear speaks that's like his best bud the nightingale also speaks and the nightingale comes and warns him and says listen you know that that witch she's coming um, she's gonna come to the house, and she does. She appears on the on the doorstep, and she's got her white icy gown on. Uh, and he answers the door and says, "What do you want, witch?" You no, know, and <laughs> <laughs> the bear is going nuts in the background. He's growling because he's ready to attack. The nightingale is like ah! all over the place, and uh, the witch just wants to make a deal, a bargain. Um, so yeah, I'd have you'd have to read
1: the book to find out what the bargain is. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all
1: right so it is a fantasy oh, okay. it's actually kind of a fairy tale retelling in ways it's kind of like a mashup of a bunch of different Russian folklores and fairy tales all they use like various elements of it within the book and it's about this young girl named Vasilisa who lives in the Russian wilderness with her dad and her mom her mom does unfortunately pass away so her dad goes to moscow and then comes home with a new wife and his or his new wife and her new stepmother is very religious and devout and she refuses to allow vasilissa or her father to honor the household spirits of the wilderness and as a result things begin to go wrong so there's a lot of like evil creatures that are coming nearer to their cottage there's you know the crops are dying things like that. Um, so she basically has to start calling on her own gifts to start um, protecting her family. So this is the first in a trilogy. I believe there is a witch. I don't know if she's in the first book, or if she comes in towards the second or the third. I actually haven't read these yet. I did start this book in 2020. And then I said I was going to come back to it because I just wasn't in the mood for it, and then I never did, but it's supposed to be a really good series, and I would like to get back to it so.
0: Yeah, it sounds interesting.
1: Yeah, they're they're supposed to be really good the third one, especially i've heard like amazing things about. All right, I think with each book it follows her journey as she gets older and things like that. You said the author. I I did did not, um, it is the bear and the nightingale by Catherine Arden.
0: So I have, it's a very pretty cover. It's called River, Sing Me Home. Um, and it's by Eleanor Shearer. And, and um, on the cover, it's very, very colorful and beautiful. It has hummingbirds all around a woman as she's putting her head high. Yeah, there's like a, a little river that you could see. Okay. I think it's super pretty. You could see everything, right? And there's maybe some floral elements as well.
1: Okay i'm going to say that this is a fiction possibly a non-fiction memoir type but i'm going to say fiction and it's about a woman living in africa who has been going through some kind of turmoil and she escapes the situation that she's in by taking off on a river maybe she has a raft or a small boat or something and she goes out on her own and has to find her way back home well similar but okay. it's um it's a woman
0: from the caribbean um, and it's a mother particularly and it's her struggle uh where her children were taken from her and sold oh my god and they were taken overseas to different lands and she has to try and bring them home
1: wow okay
0: yeah it's a brand new book i haven't read it yet it's very high up on my tbr i love books like this yeah um, and since it's about a mother's you know turmoil when you said turmoil, you were accurate on that. Um, since it was it's about her mother's a uh, mother's struggle or whatever, I just I feel like I need to read that and cry. So Yeah. <laughs> um, that's just one of those books when you just feel like crying, you know? Yeah. But it is
1: a beautiful cover. The cover is captivating. It is really beautiful. You said that's a, a new novel?
0: Yeah, it just came out. Okay. Who's so. the author? It's Eleanor Shearer. And it's called Shear. Yeah, River Sing Me Home. Such a pretty title too.
1: Yeah. Okay, add to TBR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it says right on it too. I was afraid you were going to see it, but it was so small. But it says a powerful novel that explores how freedom and family are truly defined. I don't know. It was immediately added to my TBR. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is a type of book I will love. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, let's now judge a bro. We're <laughs> each going to pick a character from a book that the other hasn't read yet. And we'll have to guess that character's role in the book, their personality traits, and what they look like based on their name. What do you have for me? Layla, Amin, A M I N. What book is she from? Internment. Internment. Okay. Amin. All right. I'm gonna say that she is a. Mm, I don't know if she's a protagonist. Hmm. Huh. I'm gonna say she's side character. She's the love interest of the protagonist. I'm gonna say. This is a sci-fi world and maybe she's a cyborg. Maybe she's not all human, maybe she's part robot. And she her function is to I don't know. I kind of want to say like take care of the house of the duties, but that sounds so sexist. But <laughs> is she Rosie from yeah. the Jetsons? Yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> of. <laughs> This is her backstory, Rosie's yeah. backstory. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say that she is a robot that's supposed to take care of the house lead duties. And one day she starts forming a bond with the man whose house she is George trying Dressen. to upkeep. Yes, George Dessen. And <laughs> and they decide that they need to leave this society because it's not right what they're doing to Layla. And, and they escape and then they they get out of this internment okay what does she look like she looks like a regular human woman she has dark black hair brown eyes maybe like an olive toned skin Mm. and a average sized body but she's a cyborg so does she have like a funky eye or something no but if you were to like cut open her arm you would see that she is robotic on the inside Mm. interesting Mm mm-hmm Well, I really want to read that book.
0: Um, (laughs) I want to
1: know all about Rosie's life story
0: before she she becomes, uh, you know, working at the Jetson household. Uh, (laughs) But no, no. (laughs) It's a YA. Um, Okay. And Layla is the protagonist and she's like 17 years old. She's American, but she's of Muslim descent. And the internment means it's a... They're taking all the Muslims and putting them into like a camp. Okay. Um, yeah, it's she's just, you know, your regular average teenager. She's got a boyfriend. She plays tennis. Um, she has a great relationship with her parents, but she ends up locked away in this internment camp, which is horrific. Uh, and it's kind of um, I wanna say it's not sci fi, but um, you know, a post apocalyptic type of scenario for Muslim people right. living in America. And, you know, uh, the uh, president's basically, it's going backwards, saying um, around the time when they invaded Iraq and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, what ha- would happen if they were put into camps, the Muslims that are Americans. Yeah. So, it's actually a very good book. Uh, I had to read it for school. I okay. thought for a second maybe you read it with me because I know you read a lot of the books with me. Yeah. But, um, but I couldn't remember if you did or not.
1: I do remember talking about that one with you. I knew it sounded familiar, but I didn't read it. Yeah. yeah. It was...
0: It was good. Um, I don't remember what I rated it. Maybe a three, three and a half, maybe. Um, You know, but she was not a cyborg.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I loved it. I loved that. (laughs) When I have no idea, I'm like, let's just go for it. I don't know. (laughs) Let's just run for the hills
0: with it. Yeah. All
1: Mm -hmm. right. My character for you, the name is Peregrine, Perry for short. There's no last name. Peregrin. From Peregrine. Perry for short, from Under the Never Sky. Oh my god. Okay. Under
0: the Never Sky is a beautiful title. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of it before. It could be a fiction and not a fantasy, but I want it to be a fantasy, so we're going to go there. I'm going to say that this person is the, um, she's not the protagonist. It is a girl. Well, she's kind of in between. She has no gender. She's, or it rather. Or day, however you want to say it this this being has no gender and it, it's uh kind of like a mix between a fairy and some other being that we've never heard of before it's kind of almost alien-esque uh but it's here it's in this world and what's the name of the title again under the never sky oh yeah well she's under the it's under the never sky for sure so it lives it flies around It you would think it lives in a forest, but no, it lives in the desert. Um, this, this being lives in the desert and uh, it's a never sky because it never ends. It's just, you know, this crazy sky that overlooks everything and there's no trees, nothing blocking. And um, I think that the fairy figure has sort of like orange hair and um, like maybe, I don't know, lavender skin. <laughs> Here we go uh white eyes there is no eyes inside it's
1: just all white yeah okay all right well you did get one thing correct and I did the character does kind of live in a desert area that's crazy okay (laughs) wow but this is actually not a fantasy this is a sci-fi dystopian novel um and Perry I think he can be referred to as a dual protagonist. I think he was more of a side character, uh, not a side character, but like the love interest or I guess he's like a, a split protagonist. Okay. Anyway, the story follows the character of Arya, who has been exiled from this city in, I think it's supposed to take about take place about 300 years in the future, where there's been some type of... Uh, you know apocalyptic catastrophe that has decimated the earth there's this thing called ether or ether I think it's I think it's pronounced ether I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that's in the sky and it's deadly to humans, it can or at least they assume that so they live in these pods, and this is where a lot of the technology users live, they think that there's nothing but like a wasteland outside these walls and that you'll be killed immediately if you go out there. She gets exiled because she's blamed for starting a fire that killed her friend and I think somebody else. Um, And she ends up surviving. It turns out that there's a lot of people that do live outside these pods. And because of the ether, they actually have developed some type of Um, like their senses have been increased. So there's people that can hear really well, or there's people that can see extra far, things like that. And she meets Perry, who is uh, the leader of a clan, or I think his brother is the leader, and then he ends up fighting him for dominance. And together, they kind of work to survive in this new world, and then eventually kind of bring their two worlds together so i really loved this series this mm, is the first the trilogy it was really cute and yeah like really you know different it was i i enjoyed this book a lot uh definitely recommend it i don't remember when i read it but i think i rated it four or five stars and i think i actually reread it at one point too mm. i really enjoyed it it was cute it's giving me a foundation and silo vibes mixed which is maybe yeah yeah
0: I, I want to read that, and I definitely want to read Foundation, too. We talked about that. Yeah. All right, well, it's time to judge a tit. So we <laughs> gave you the bro, let's judge his tit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Let's judge a title. Uh, we're going to pick a book, obviously, that each person hasn't read, like we've been doing, and then we have to guess what it's about based on the title. Nothing else. All right. What do you got for me, Alex? All right. The title is Uprooted. Uprooted.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. I could go the the way that I think this really is or I can go the fun way you choose that's it's up to you <laughs> <laughs> I'll say both so okay. um this is likely a nonfiction. it sounds like a memoir somebody was uprooted from their um, home life or maybe from another country or something and they will move to a different country or they were uprooted from their family something related to that or this is about a little tree who was uprooted from his soil, far from his family, and now he's been planted elsewhere. So either way, it kind of has the same
1: premise, but the cutesy little tree is a cute, fun story. Okay. <laughs> um, so both of those are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Although it would be cute if it was a book about a little tree. Yes. Um, this is actually a fantasy book and it is kind of a kind of a loose Beauty and the Beast retelling but it's about this girl Agnesia or Agnes for short who lives in uh this little village and basically they're surrounded by woods and there's a wizard that lives in this castle in the woods that they refer to as the dragon and every so often I it might be once a year I'm not really sure but I don't remember but he comes and takes a girl from the village and nobody knows what happens to her after that. So, and in, in uh, exchange for that, he also then kind of keeps them safe. So Agnes is taken and it's kind of a story that develops about learning more about this dragon and how he maybe isn't as evil as he seems, or maybe he is. So you have to read it to find out i thought this book was just okay i think i rated it like two and a half stars when i oh, read it
0: damn when you ended before you said that i was
1: like i want to read that i mean i i don't remember i can't remember when i read this it was a while ago maybe in like 2016 but i I don't know it was just okay i had read better beauty and the beast retellings okay so. yeah.
0: Yeah. Who 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 wrote this? Was the author
1: Naomi Novik? Also, I don't think I said the name of the author for under. uh, Yeah, Naomi Novik. And then Under the Never Sky um, was written by Veronica Rossi. All right. What title do you have for me? Fuse. F u s e. F u. (laughs) (laughs) No. F u s e. Fuse. Okay. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna say that this is a fiction and it's about a suburban man who middle-aged is living a relatively average life. But on the weekends, he has fun with this gang of local criminals who are arsonists. And as he gets closer with them, he becomes the one that's responsible for lighting the fuse that will ultimately burn down the building wow (laughs) i know that's all right uh no (laughs) your face the whole time you were like what she said the group the gang i was like what (laughs) where's this going uh no it's a fantasy book (laughs) okay i was gonna say fantasy too and then i was like no it's probably not (laughs) it's a fantasy book that i literally downloaded
0: uh because i'm gonna start reading it asap but it's yeah, it sounds super good. It's about uh, a female protagonist and a dragon. Uh, basically, hey. she is a hybrid. She's half human, half elf. Okay. Uh, and humankind's been at war with the elves for a very long time. They enslaved all the dragons with ancient magic and forced them to fuse their bodies with masters. Hmm. So the dragons are held at um, against their will and they're being forced to use their, their magic with others. Um, and since the humans are, gra- are getting granted the, the power of the dragons, uh, they also have immortality while they're doing this. So oh, wow. okay. she ends up on a quest where she finds a dragon. She It's injured. She doesn't know much about the dragon. The dragon doesn't trust her, but they obviously are going to form a bond and maybe rebel in some way and mm. try to save these dragons. And it just sounds like I want to read that yesterday. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's called yeah. Fuse by E.L. Todd. Okay. E.L. Todd sounds familiar, and I love—I don't know if you could see it because it's on the—but I love the the book cover. It's oh, a girl yeah. with the dragon, it just looks very inviting, and I want to read it.
1: Yeah, it looks like a nice
0: cover. Yeah, plus I—I I don't know about everybody's favorite beings and stuff in the fantasy worlds, but I—I I love elves, and I think that's probably because of Lord of the Lord Rings. Of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> but high elves are probably the one that I would want to be. So okay. if she, this is about elves and dragons, sold.
1: Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, well, then let's get into our game. Hell yeah. All right. Let's get our game on for our potty-sode. We always look forward to these. Today, mm-hmm. we're going to do Mad Libs. And we're going to use an online generator at wordfinder.com. So we're going to enter in what they want us to enter in, and it'll generate a story for us. Jess, are you ready for this? (laughs) I am. I'm
0: excited. (laughs) Me too. All right. The first one is a noun. Oh, and by the way, this story is called...
1: Trick or treating on Halloween.
0: Yes. Okay. So the first noun, go.
1: All right. A pumpkin.
0: All right. The next noun, I'm going to put a sock. Okay. An adjective.
1: Delirious.
0: Delirious. Delirious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A noun. Uh, How about a black cat? Mm.
1: Verb. Um, hopscotching.
0: You did hopscotching last time. I
1: do. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I why that that always comes to mind when I think of a verb. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, we have to put hopscotching here because this one says ing. Oh, ending in ing. Okay. So let's do
0: that. hopscotch And for this one, let's do um parish. parish Is that good? Yeah, that's fine. I
1: guess. All right. Another. For the next v- ing. Slipping.
0: Okay, adjective. How about uh, cheery? A job. A job. A lawyer
1: okay
0: type of candy
1: candy corn
0: yes I was gonna say the same an adjective handsome and how about for the last adjective uh murky all right all right let's go mad see what we've created (laughs) all right Alex you read this go for it
1: all right on Halloween you get to go trick-or-treating everyone will dress up in costumes like a pumpkin or a sock (laughs) This year, you decided to dress up as a delirious black cat. Your mom, Sorry. your mom takes you and your best friend trick or treating. While you are out, your dad stays at home and perishes. Oh shit! Oh <laughs> no! no. Um, other fun things to do on Halloween are hopscotching, scary movies, and slipping this year that's what happened to dad (laughs) this year you get lots of cheery candy when you get home your dad says he wants some because he works hard as a lawyer and he deserves some of your candy corn (laughs) I thought it was dad (laughs) you you are handsome but you give it to him anyway dad's just so murky but you love him Merky, because he's dead i can't he's trying to swindle me out of my candy corn insane. my cheeks hurt oh. all well,
0: right let's,
1: let's do fun. the next
0: one okay all right so the next one number two is called once upon a time
1: all right a body part
0: elbow uh, catchphrase That's hot potato oh my god <laughs> Uh, so she said verb chomp. Okay, verb with ed pushed location, a refrigerator, verbed sparkled the body part, like a number
1: 16, verb roll. Okay, (laughs) exclamation hot potato. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) okay, oh, hot potato, uh, an animal,
0: a chipmunk. Another number. Nine. Adjective. Fruity. Another adjective. Miraculous. Adjective. uh Magnificent. Cheesy. cheesy all good. right, all right,
1: over
0: there, <laughs> Big words. Last animal.
1: All right. A chimpanzee.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Go mad.
0: Once upon a time, Chris saw Sarah and he couldn't believe his elbow. Her first words to him were, that's what she said. <laughs> and he knew right then he would chomp her something. <laughs> on their first date they pushed at the refrigerator and he couldn't keep his penis on-
1: oh no, chris <laughs> his penis off her from that day on they were sparkled at the leg
0: <laughs> after 16 years together chris finally worked up the 16 years chris finally worked up the nerve to ask sarah to cough him and she immediately replied hot potato once they were married you want to get a pet chipmunk and have nine kids together (laughs) and as time passes they know they may get fruity and miraculous but they'll always be each other's
1: cheesy (laughs) chimpanzee you're my cheesy chimpanzee (laughs) oh man it's so funny i'm not serious i know and I originally was gonna say a much bigger number when I said nine, but I was like, "No, nah, I always do higher numbers. Let me go lower this time." Damn, nine kids is still a lot, though. Dude, it took him sixteen years. <laughs> Eighty-four years. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh. All right, Alex. Plural noun for next door neighbors. Plural noun. Okay, melons.
0: Frog, adjective. Bumpy. A carrot cake. Okay. <laughs> car. A raccoon or a rascal. Okay. (laughs) Adjective.
1: Pompous. Okay. A noun? A river rat. Actually, is that a real thing? Is that just a bad term for a pirate? I don't know.
0: It's happening. Uh, An adjective type of food. Type of food. Adjective type of food. Spicy? Uh, Adverb. Let's do cowardly. Noun?
1: Tree trunk. Okay.
0: How about overall? Here we'll do... Microwave. Adjective noun.
1: Handsome sponge. Okay. <laughs> Squeaky sponge. Uh, no, handsome sponge is staying. Okay.
0: was <laughs> a handsome looking sponge. Curtain rod. Floral noun is going to be feathers. Adjective.
1: Suspenseful.
0: Uh, this one's going to have to be ridiculous.
1: Shoelaces. Good. Very good. All right. <laughs> let's go mad <laughs> all right let's do it we have new melons living in the frog next door he is a bumpy salesman for a carrot cake company and she teaches car in a private raccoon <laughs> <What>? <laughs> uh, last night we were invited to their pompous home for a potluck River Rat <laughs> Okay. we brought a spicy casserole after dinner we went into their cowardly decorated family tree trunk sat in front of their roaring microwave, and toasted overalls. Before we left, our host insisted on taking out his handsome sponge, (laughs) which we mistook for an ancient curtain rod, to play a few country feathers on it. All in all, it was a suspenseful evening, and since then, the four of us have become as thick as shoelaces. ridiculous thing i've ever heard not a handsome sponge (laughs) not the handsome sponge the country feathers oh god (laughs) all right this is the last one all right
0: here we go i think we should do instructions for the babies okay that's good being strange clumpy
1: clumpy plural noun curtains hair follicles all right another plural noun chickens
0: windshield wipers okay now Shelves. Adverb. Dastardly. Dastardly bastard. Let's go mad. The boys can watch an hour of clumpy television before turning off the curtains in their room. Make sure they do not watch any violent hair follicles or adult chickens. Uh <laughs> if there are any phone windshield wipers, do not identify yourself as the shelves sitter. Uh take a message. And then write it
1: dastardly on the bastard provider. <laughs> <laughs> Good instructions. Good. Yes. Instructions for the babysitter. Yeah, there
0: you go. <laughs> and there you have it. Don't leave that for your babysitter, please.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for those there. dastardly bastards. <laughs> All right. There was our Mad Libs. Yes, I hope we didn't make you mad.
2: Most everyone's mad here.
0: <laughs> All right. So we just want to introduce a new segment on our Thursday episodes called harpoon that tune
1: can you guess a tune within five seconds of hearing its intro we want to know if you can guess reach out to us via email or message us on our socials with the answer to be featured in an upcoming episode and grab a chance to be entered in an upcoming giveaway
0: today's tune is (laughs)
1: all right so now we're going to turn the podcast over to jess's husband doug for a manly minute or a dougly minute or a chug of doug we tried to get alex's husband involved but he's too shy maybe in the future for now here's a healthy chug of doug
0: and now a healthy chug of doug
2: what's going on people how you guys doing today you enjoy listening to these two they're really hassling me right now, you know, like a pack of ravaging dogs, just trying to rush me. You can't rush perfection, all right. Let me take my time to do this. <laughs> Sorry, let me just get back. So, uh, what do we got for you today? Uh, me and Jess over here. Well, me and Jess, Jess and I. You know, she's the English major. She wouldn't like that. I said that. Uh, we. She wanted to pet some hockey with me, so I let her. We we. I put up a couple games to let her choose from a couple three games. She uh, she decided. She was gonna take the Kraken over the Avalanche. I was said, No, that's a bad idea. I took the avalanche over the Kraken instead, gave her the background information. The Kraken knocked the Avalanche out of the playoffs last year. It's a revenge game. They're gonna come out playing hard. You know, she didn't she didn't see it that way. She was like, Oh, the Kraken, it's pretty dangerous. It's a dangerous creature from the sea. What's an avalanche anyway?
1: <laughs> I know what an avalanche.
2: We are a 10 for 11 on the hockey picks this year, so we're doing pretty good. We're off to a hot start, you know. Jets, 3 and 3, really surprising some people, uh, especially me, because uh, as soon as Aaron went down, I thought the season was over. But, you know, Zach over there looks like a good backup quarterback. Ceiling is backup, probably. These guys never gonna be more than that. But, um, you know, we're gonna leave on a high note. Let's go. Let's go, Jets. And uh, you guys, enjoy your day. Stay tuned for the next Manly
0: Minute, where you can get tips about sports, working out, reading, gaming, and other fun topics. If you haven't read the upcoming books but would like to, head on over to the link in our bio and get a copy for yourself so that you can participate in future discussions.
1: You don't pay anything extra, but if you make a purchase using our link, we get a small commission. So thank you so much for supporting us. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, it would really mean a lot to us if you would leave a positive review on Spotify, Apple, or whichever streaming service you use.
0: We would really appreciate it also if you could spread the word by telling friends and family about our podcast. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. We also want to remind everyone to be on the lookout for our live events on TikTok.
1: Yep, we'll be doing some live events soon and we will post upcoming dates on our socials.
0: Next Tuesday, October 24th, we'll be reading and reviewing A Flicker in the Dark here by (laughs) Stacey Willingham. (laughs) Join us then for our thoughts on the best-selling psychological thriller, and join us again on Thursday, October 26th, for another party episode.
1: Don't forget to mark your calendar for our next Book of the Month episode, which will air on Wednesday, October 25th. We'll be reading and discussing Catriona Ward's horror novel, The Last House on Needless Street. If you're just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We're going to be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. So be sure to check out our socials for updates and also some bonus content. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and other platforms. Click on the link in our bio for access to all of our socials, our website, and other links.
0: We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can email us at bookswithcooks at gmail.com. You can also find our full book reviews on Goodreads. These links will also be available at the link in bio. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you.
1: Now let's turn the page and put a fork in it
0: because we're done with this one.
2: Ha <laughs> <laughs> You guys suck! Thanks for listening to my mommy and me analysis. Bye.